Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Culture. Welcome to this week's Minnesota of a new winter cults and culture. And so today, just to let you know a little bit about what um, what I'm doing, what I'm getting up to, um, I'd be interested in what you guys thought of uh, the last couple of episodes that we've done about the top 10 films and games of the 2010s. Did you agree? Did you disagree? So make sure you do write in a new winter podcast at gmail.com or you can tweet us a new winter, Instagram, new winter, etc. Uh, this week, you'll be looking forward to The Last Jedi run through of that and what I thought about it and especially in hindsight of um, Rise of Skywalker and how it all comes together so yeah do listen out for that and I'm interested in what people think about that as well because obviously it's such a divisive film in the first place a lot of people hated it a lot of people loved it didn't seem to be many in the middle so I um, strangely enough I kind of swung from one to the other a little bit and kind of ended up in the middle actually Um, but at first I really hated it but strangely enough having watched it now a couple of times I'm starting to like it more so have a listen to that and see what you think and if you agree on top of that I saw 1917 the Sam Mendes film which was all shot as in um, as if it was one take and Very interesting. I thought it was pretty good and very much like Gravity, which was all about being in that moment and the kind of, um, you know, the urgency of it all and the cinematic aspect of it was something that I felt like was diminished with each repeated viewing. So I don't think I would be that bothered about seeing it again. I think having it as like a one-time, you know, pure watch is fine. Um, I think it could have been darker in some respects. I thought it was going to be a bit more Apocalypse Now, maybe um you know even though obviously that was a kind of more of an odyssey but and this is kind of takes place obviously it's, because it's one take it's almost real time and i thought it was going to be a bit more like you know he was kind of going to like the dark caves of his mind and the deep dark aspects of war and it does touch upon that but maybe not as much as what i thought it would do or that i'd hoped it would do and on top of that there were some instances where um where like things would happen and then because essentially I feel like from where it started 
to where it ended, you could probably walk it in about 15 minutes. It really didn't feel like there was that much distance being covered, which I know it's war and every inch matters, etc. But with something like this, there were times where, you know, he would, something would happen and then suddenly he walks upon a whole bunch of people and you're like, well, what, how did they not hear? How did you not hear them? Hear them? And how did they not hear you? Don't really understand. And there's a bit where they're like in a car and they get basically like down the road and then that's it. And you're just like, pointless. Surely that was pointless. Very strange. But um, if you kind of take all that out of it, it is a very cool cinematic experience. Uh, another film I saw was Ad Astra with Brad Pitt. And it was a bit of a disappointment, to be honest. I don't think Brad Pitt is that good an actor. And as, again, I haven't seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood yet. We'll do. But um, in this, where he's trying to go for that whole, like, uh, philosophical, um, self-reflective thing, very quiet, kind of like Ryan Gosling was in First Man, to be honest. Instead, it just comes across as, like, bad acting or, if anything, bored. Um, there's elements where I'm like, okay, there's kind of, he's kind of showing some emotion here. And the whole point of it is a little bit that he's kind of cut himself off emotionally, Right. They kind of talk about that right from the beginning about his heart rate's so low all the time or whatever and things like that, whatever. But um, I just didn't find it that... I just thought it was really boring. I quite liked the look at the future about how space travel was being um, like commercialised, how it's like a mainstream way of travel. That was, you know, fun to see. Um, you know, some action piece. Like, there was a bit where there's like... But pirates live on the moon or something and, you know, they get... Um, attacked basically in these in this in this moon buggy thing and as a sequence i thought oh yeah that's that's quite cool but i was just like surely it's you'd see them coming from like a mile away and there's only like a short sprint it seems from one place to the other all that stuff i'm not 100 percent about to be honest i didn't think it was particularly that great and the grander scheme i think has been done better in a lot of other sci-fi films so it has high ambition it's just execution wasn't so great if you ask me on top of that Life is Strange 2, I've completed that. I'll do an episode on that soon. Um, in, a, in a nutshell, I didn't think it was as good as the first series, which, as people who listen to this podcast will know, did make my top 10 games of 2010s, which I thought might cause a bit of a reaction, but um, nothing so far. Um, and the second one, second series, is good. It's very slow, like the first one. It's more about um, exploring your atmosphere and like the more you put in, the more you get out kind of thing. So I'm very much about picking things up, listening to what he says about each thing and exploring the environment the same way, like, um, that when you read a book or something, you know, you'd like to know the context of where everything is and what's going on rather than, you know, like action, 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 action. Um, and so it's very much the former and I enjoyed it. I thought it was okay. Not sure about the ending. Um, and I watched all the, because it's a multiple ending thing, because it's one of those things where the actions you take, there's consequences and they affect stuff later on. That was all good. There's that element and a lot of games do this and it's something that annoys me that I wasn't aware of in the first series of something like Walking Dead, the game, um, Telltale game, but that it's become more apparent over time and playing more of these. But especially here, where there's times where you're like flat out, you don't want to do something. Like, no, you're against it, blah, 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 and all that. And then you find out that they just do it anyway because it's what needs to happen for the story to kind of continue. And it's like, well, don't kind of give me that choice then. You know, they feel like you want to have some kind of action in the world, and which is fine, but there's, it's not really. I felt really like, well, if I'm going to do it anyway, why make it a choice for me in the first place? And it was just very clear in this, and that kind of ruined it a little bit for me. But the... 
moment to momentness was pretty good and some of the you know the morally gray areas of it all is always interesting and i find that quite cool to explore uh and on top of that i'm going to be doing a episode um which has been uh basically um asked for by our patron dtbr and he uh was asking to do monkey's paw which is a, a short story a quite famous short story by ww jacobs that was released in 1902 i always think of the simpsons episode um, the Treehouse of Horror episode about it. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to be doing, um, because he's uh, one of our patrons. Again, you can become one as well, patreon.com slash a new winter. He was able to dictate um, an episode. And so that's the episode he chose. That's what I'm going to be doing. So do listen out for that. I will be doing an episode on Dark Souls 3. I want to do it sooner rather than later. I am finding, I'm just trying to find someone to do it with. Essentially, I've asked Gary from Bonfire Side Chat um, and Duckfeed TV uh, to see if he wants to do it again because he did Dark Souls 2. I haven't heard back from him yet. Um, I'm guessing he's busy um, or whatever. But uh, yeah, if he um, doesn't come back soon, then I'll just do it myself and we'll just kind of go through that as much as possible. But before that, I'm going to do a list of all the Dark Souls bosses ranked in order. Um, what well, was in from last to first. And that might be boring if you don't know anything about Dark Souls. If you do like Dark Souls or gaming generally, um, it's definitely worth a listen. And even if you're minutely interested in it, I recommend uh, giving it a listen because there's a lot of bosses and also it's what each person brings to it, right? Because it's so personalised in the first place that, you know, my number one, I don't think it's going to necessarily be everyone's number one. And someone I had a really bad time with might be someone who had a really good time with. And that's just, you know, the, the beauty of Dark Souls and uh, as a series. So I think it's going to be interesting for people to listen to. And especially if you're thinking about going into that, I highly recommend playing the Dark Souls trilogy. Um, then, yeah, it's, it's quite cool uh, to listen to. And I'll try and keep it as spoiler free as possible. Um, but yeah, be warned that obviously there's the fact that we're going to be discussing it anyway means there's going to be an element to it. And as well, Dark Souls stories are so subjective to a degree anyway that it shouldn't really make that much of a difference to you, I don't think. Um, another thing I was watching was AJ and the Queen, which is the RuPaul Netflix series. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. 
Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Weird. <clears throat> Looks very cheap and um, strange because I don't, th- I, I imagine they spent a lot of money on it. And it's kind of like a who's who of RuPaul's drag, uh, drag Race. And it's very cheesy. It's it's very, it's just weird. I just can't get my head around it because it's like, it's, I'm not sure if it's trying to be ironic or a parody of itself. And I don't think it is. I think it's trying to take itself seriously. And it just doesn't work. But at the same time, I'm just like, no, just stick it on. Like none of it makes sense at all, really, in its, in its own silly way. Um, and it tries to do with some pretty big themes. But yeah, I've all in all, I've kind of left it. If I never saw it again, I wouldn't be bothered. Um, which is a shame, which is a shame because I really was like, okay, this could be interesting. Yeah, just didn't do it for me. But at the same time, I still, I think I've watched the whole series now. I can't remember because I've just had it on in the background, really. Um, and it's not, you know, I, don't, I haven't found it particularly boring as such, just not very good. And, you know, that's fine as long as you're not boring, I'd say. Um, me and Danica will be recording the albums of 2010s soon. Uh, if I can get that all edited and up, that'll probably be the one after this Sunday so, so that we try and keep it within January to some degree. And yeah, uh, me and Dan, and I've been talking about this comedy thing we're doing. I'm waiting for Dan to do the bloody logo. So hurry up, Dan. Um, and then we can kind of start releasing that. And yeah, I um, think that's kind of it. I just want to um, tell people as well that if you sign up to Patreon, dot com slash new winter uh, i've put up an episode there which is comparing the uh original ring movie ringu however you want to say it um the japanese movie to the american uh, remake and going through both films and how they compare and just doing kind of a bit more of a detailed analytical look at each of them and why they're actually quite different films so it's stuff that i was kind of discussing on the japan on film podcast um, but it's just me and uh, I thought people just might want to hear that anyway, hear my just solo um, thoughts on it. And so I've put that up on Patreon and it's it's interesting. And I think if you like horror, if you like Ring and all this stuff, then there's definitely stuff that I think you'll find new and interesting there. So please do listen out for that. So, yeah, now a little bit about the news this week and my thoughts on it. Um, you know, lighthearted, of course. Uh, there's going to be a new Witcher movie an anime movie on Netflix called Nightmare of the Wolf. And I'm actually quite interested in what this will, what this will be like. Um, it's by the same people that did Legend of Korra, which I've never seen, but has always got, you know, really good, really good reviews. I'm not sure if it's based on an actual Witcher story, um, but uh, if it's an original story or not, but I think it'll be pretty cool um, to keep the kind of Witcher itch scratched until we get season two, which I don't think is coming out until next year now. Um, so yeah, have a look out for that. Parasite, randomly, and everyone knows who listens to this podcast, I was a big fan of Parasite, is getting an HBO limited series. Uh, Bong Joon-ho has basically said that he thinks there's a multitude of stories that could be told within the uh, plot beats of the of the movie. I'm not really sure about that, and I think maybe um, it's one of those things where HBO maybe were like, hey, do you, this did really well, and those people talking about it. Do you want some money to do more of it? And he's gone... Uh, yeah, sure. Um, and that's very cynical of me, but I can't imagine, like, why dilute it, basically? It works really well as a film. So I'm hoping it's going to 
kind of not be based within the film itself, if that makes sense. But I don't know what else it could be. I've no idea. Eh, but yeah, anyway, let's see. Let's I'll hold um hold fire on that until hold judgment on it until you hear a little bit more. Um there's a short film out by David Lynch called What Did Jack Do, which I think is on Netflix. I haven't seen it yet, um, but I will see it. And I believe it's David Lynch talking to a monkey. So I'm interested in seeing that, but I thought it was quite cool, a little bit of news. And for anyone who hasn't seen David Lynch's short shorts, I do really recommend seeing it. I actually went to his, they had an exhibition of him in uh, Philadelphia when I was there, because he studied art in Philadelphia and had a lot of his original stuff. And it was absolutely incredible. The man's mind is just an enigma. It's amazing. And his short films are, are like really indicative of the work that came later and they still stand up today. So I do recommend trying, I think they're all on YouTube anyway, so, you know, see if you can find them. But yeah, I'd be interested to see what this is like and, you know, what it's about. Um, Disney Plus is kind of releasing a bit earlier than usual. Um, so yeah, that would be interesting. I think it's coming out for, in the UK anyway, it's £5.99, um, €6.99 a month or 60 quid for a year, uh, €70 Euros, uh, for a year. And... Um, yeah, I'm interested in uh, maybe getting it because it's not... They've got it at a really good price point. And with kids, because um, no, I've got kids, uh, it'll, I'm interested in being able to just go, Blep, here's like a Disney film. Um, and I want to see stuff like Tron Uprising and all the stuff that kind of goes with it. But at the same time, I'm like, yeah, am I that bothered? Like, there was a thing recently where when The Mandalorian finished, loads of people cancelled their subscriptions and you can kind of see why. There's not really that much great original stuff on there yet. And I'm sure that's going to change. But um, yeah, I am i don't know. I'm still a bit unsure about it. Like what is actually going to be there that I just can't get elsewhere anyway. But again, it's a low price point and that always suckers people in, right? Um, talking about Disney, they've dropped the Fox name. And Fox Searchlight is just going to be called Searchlight Pictures. And... Um, yeah, it's going to end at the 20th Century Fox. It's just going to be 20th Century Studios. And it's quite interesting because it's, it's a, it's, I think there's an element of like nostalgia that's been lost here. And I know people will be like, oh, who cares, whatever. But for me, Fox is synonymous with like Star Wars, funny enough, and like the Alien franchise and things like that. And the big fanfare at the beginning, I just feel a bit sad that we're not going to really get that properly anymore. Um, you know, what else? Like, isn't the thing, isn't that 20th Century Fox as well? But just, you know, it's, it's just a bit of a shame, really. Um, and there's an element here where I'm like, are Disney kind of just buying up everything? And I used to work for Disney as well, remember. Um, but, it, yeah, there's this kind of conglomeracy to it that I think is maybe, it's a, kind of like a monopoly thing, isn't it? But um, I don't like the way that, if there's no divergency, divergency, do I mean diversity um, within these studios and their output? It's going to end of the day. It's going to be creatively dead. So I was watching a Red Letter Media thing, for instance, where they were talking about Tron and Tron Legacy, and I'm going to do an episode on Tron Legacy, funny enough. But they were saying how um, Tron Legacy would wouldn't be made like that today because they'd want to put this like successful Marvel filter on it and be a bit more ironic. Um, and trying to add to that, that kind of humour to it, like nod, nod, wink kind of humour. And it's true. I think they would do that. And I think they're going to kind of do that a little bit with everything. And I don't think that's right. I think there's going to be more like cookie cutter 
um, films coming out that they, you know, they would have learned from past mistakes or what works and doesn't work, what happened and the, you know, how they, how the Marvel movies turned out. And that's going to be applied to all these franchises that they've got with Fox. And I don't think that's necessarily a good thing. Um, and there'll be less chances, you know what I mean? Less creative um, risk-taking because it will all just come down. I mean, there's that thing recently about, I think it was, what is it, Warner Pictures are going to now decide their studio output via an AI algorithm. Um, ridiculous. So now it's like, <laughs> you know, we've just come down to a computer telling us what's good or not. Saying that, it might leave the room, it might leave the, yeah, just the market basically wide open for real original stuff to kind of come through. Um, but there might not be that budget there for it. I don't know. It, it's a very strange time in the movies at the moment. Um, again, another Disney piece of news. And I'm sorry, I never pronounced this guy's name right. Taika Waititi, TT, Waititi, um, who I always think of as doing Eagle versus Shark, which I think was his first film. But he did the um, Thor, Ragnarok, and What We Do in the Shadows and stuff like that, the Kiwi guy. Um, he's gonna, apparently going to do a Star Wars movie. And again, kind of talking about what I just talked about, I'm not sure that that's necessarily a good thing. I think he's a really good filmmaker. I think he's really funny. And he did really well with Ragnarok, for instance. And I'm, I'm, I don't know. And I think maybe um, that might be one of my favourite Marvel films, if not maybe my favourite. I'm not sure. But and that's, that's mainly due to the fact that I find his humour um, very relevant and quite cool. And the fact that he's going to do a Star Wars film, okay, great, but does it mean that it's going to be like, yeah, it's the, it's some is it something you could do with Star Wars? What's it going to be? And the way that you know, I just don't like this milking of Star Wars, basically. Um, and there's a lot of people here who feel like Disney have ruined Star Wars. Okay, and there's an element here where it's like he's a great filmmaker, so probably the best choice, maybe one of the best choices to put forward to do a Star Wars movie. Um, but what's that going to look like? And is it something where it's just going to be kind of taking the piss out of Star Wars, which I'm kind of okay with, but I feel like Disney have to kind of get, just get Star Wars straight in your head first and then do whatever, just stop trying to like throw things out and, you know, see what sticks. Maybe they're not doing that. <laughs> no, maybe I've got it all wrong. Um, another bit of news, which I found, um, not funny, but like terrifying actually, really, was that Watchmen 2, Series 2, um, is not happening anymore because Damon Lindelof isn't going to be on it and for whatever reason. And um, yeah, and I haven't actually watched Watchmen. I've heard mixed things, um, but mainly positive. And this is why I'm always a little bit wary about, you know, watching a series from the beginning because n none of them seem to make it quite far or they get, you know, a bit poo after a while but with something like Watchmen there was a bit of hype with that I imagine it did you know as I think it did fairly successfully but it's now like yeah we're just not going to do it anymore gonna, you know he's not going to do it oh, whatever okay and it's like you know they can pull the plug on something like that that easily then that investment that you've made into it you'll never get back oh but you know you that series you still got things from that series and whatever it's like yeah but come on like if you're gonna you know invest in something you know do it to the end um, it doesn't rest on the shoulders of one guy. Maybe it does. Um, so, yeah, so that's it, really. That's just kind of my little um, rant 
about everything, again, you can email us at newwinterpodcast.gmail.com. Go to patreon.com slash newwinter and sign up. Instagram, newwinter, blah, 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 newwinter, newwinter, newwinter. Um, and yeah, I am looking forward to giving you more content as always. Thank you, bye. Culture. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.